T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good to have you with us just after 2 o'clock in the nation's capital. And beyond on the Odyssey app. We'll get back to the calls in just a moment. Giants Commanders coming up on Sunday at 1. And on the call on the radio side on the team broadcast is number 59. Super Bowl champion, of course, earlier in his career, four-time Pro Bowler and now, arguably and arguably, I think he is the best free agent signing of the Dan Snyder era here in Washington. It is Mr. London Fletcher, and he's with us on the BetQL guest hotline. London, thanks for doing this. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. I appreciate you join, uh, having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I uh, appreciate you making some time uh, for us. Um, all right, so let, let's start with this. I mean, obviously your area of expertise because of what you did on the football field is linebackers, and there was a lot of criticism going into the Atlanta game for both, you know, really Barton and the rest of the linebacking crew, not as much for Jamin Davis, but maybe a little bit for Jamin Davis. But I wanted to start with the game-sealing interception, London. Was that call um, – was that called man across the board? Because that's what it looked like to me, number one. And number two, is that um, – I mean, obviously it worked out. Jamin played it perfectly. Is that the exact type of call that you would expect in a third-and-one situation with Bijan Robinson and a desperation kind of comeback attempt by the Falcons? Did everything sync up right, I guess, in your eyes there? Yeah, it did. And it's um, – you know, in the Falcons, they were expecting – for, for Washington, for us to be playing man-to-man. When you get a down a distance like that, third and one, third mm-hmm. and two, more than likely, even third and threes, more, most of the times defenses are going to play man coverage. You may have a, a what we call a rat player, um, somebody sitting in the uh, in the kind of hole, mm-hmm. typically the linebacker in case to, to help on inside breaking routes, shallow crossers, things like that. So, yes, it was a man call, and I thought J- Jamin did an excellent job in coverage on there. One of the things that that Jamin did, and we, I talked to him about this, Julie and I, Julie Donaldson and I, we, we had a chance to talk with him after the game, and just him hearing him talk about the process and knowing that they were going to try to isolate him in one-on-one situations mm-hmm. against B. John Robinson. He had a couple excellent um, plays against B. John in coverage in that ball game. I thought he, uh, the thing that he did, he went in there with a plan. He, he pressed him. He got up and, and took away the air, took away his space. And he said he was, you know, he, he may have, he was anticipating a double move, possibly because of what Philly was able to do against him on a double move. So he went in there with a plan, and I love to hear that because as a defensive player, 
I want to go in there with a plan, especially when I'm in coverage. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to attack this guy? What am I going to take away? How am I going to make it harder and more difficult on him? So, you know, it was an excellent job by him getting up in his face and then undercut, undercutting that and then being uh, being able to make the interception. That wasn't an easy pick either. Totally agree. Um, so – when you're preparing for a game, and take me back to obviously your your playing days, in that spot late in the game, and as it turned out, I think the second to last play of the game, are you basing tendencies more on what you saw during the game or still relying heavily on what you were coached up and what you saw in your individual cut-ups and preparation during the week, if that makes sense? It's both. It's a situation of both. In, in, in any game week, you're preparing for what you've seen on film. You're preparing for how you anticipate them trying to attack you, get the ball to their playmakers. But you're also going to deal with the unknowns where every team goes into a game and they have unscouted plays, things mm-hmm. that they do just specifically for you that it may have been another opponent who, who beat you on a play, who had success doing certain things in, in situational football. So you have to prepare for those things. But the first thing you do, hey, what's my responsibility? What's my coverage? What's my leverage? All those things, you go through your checklist, situation, down a distance. And um, then from there, you have to be able to process those things. And, and, and when Jamin, they had, they tried to get him on a isolator on the B. John on the um, earlier in that game where I think it ended up being a false start where they were going to try, a, 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 I believe, a go route. And it was a, a penalty on that play. But Jamin was, he pressed him. Um, when B. John tried his move, he took he um, got his hands on him, disrupted his route. So he was prepared, and he went in there with a the plan. I think about a time where, when I had to cover like a guy like Reggie Bush, and mm-hmm. we we were playing the Saints late in the year, and we ended up beating them. I can't remember what year it was, but it, I believe I don't know if it was under Greg Wins. I think it, no, it may have been under I don't know if it was under Greg or Greg Bloss. Greg Wins or Greg Bloss. And I had a bunch of um, we're defending a two minute drill. And I had Reggie Bush a bunch of man to man coverages in that in that drive, and I had knew just based on my film study mm. that when they motioned him out of the backfield, he was going to try inside breaking right. So I was like, I'm sitting hard on his inside. I'm not going for the fakes or anything. And when he tries to break inside, I'm I'm jamming the mess out of him. And sure enough, it happens. I jammed the mess out of him. He went he went to the officials and started complaining. But it was just <laughs> a great defensive call. I mean, defensive play by me, and you have to be be ready to um, defend those type of uh, dynamic athletes, especially as a linebacker. Yeah, and, and that's where all that film study and all that extra work, obviously, as you did so well throughout your uh, brilliant career, uh, comes in. London Fletcher with us on the BetQL guest hotline. He'll again be on the call uh, on the radio side for the Commanders Radio Network on Sunday at MetLife Stadium as the Commanders take on the Giants. Talking about Jamin Davis's game-sealing uh, interception. Uh, also, London Cody Barton played you know, arguably, maybe not arguably, his best game of the... I know he got dinged for the personal foul with the helmet hit. I didn't have a major problem with that. I understood what they saw. Maybe it's a little bit soft, what have you, but he was active. He was spry. And Jack Del Rio kept talking about, hey, man, I like how he prepares. I like how he studies. I like how he calls the defense. And finally, they got some reward from it. Is that basically what you saw? Or did you see something uh, maybe a little bit different from your expert perspective? No, I saw I saw him being aggressive, come playing downhill, being decisive, and you know this is that was his fifth, sixth game in his defense, playing behind that defensive front. I think uh, playing a lot more uh, five down linemen, fifty front, mm-hmm. where all the linemen are covered up. 
the gaps are a little bit more defined for him. And even though we um, we're a, a, typically a four three defense, and and we should just be playing we're single gap defense. Right. Sometimes those gaps move, and you know based on our defense alignment, you you have to be able to play off them somewhat. And teams are you know attacking us with perimeter type runs. You got to be able to fit. But I thought he did an excellent job playing downhill, being decisive. Um, you know, playing to his his leverage, whether it was in coverage. There's um, and that's that's something to build on. He was it was definitely his most productive and most active game, and he looked like he was flying around, having fun um, out there making plays. And you you hope that um, that he's able to continue to build on that in this game against the New York Giants because you know when you when you go up against this Giants, it's going to be a heavy dose of Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, both in the run game and also in the pass game. So our linebackers are going to have to be on. On uh, on point, I, I love the fact that uh, Kalik Hudson got yep. got some snaps and yep. he played extremely well. And, and when he plays, he produces. Yes, he does. Well, and he had along with John Allen, he blew up that two point conversion attempt, which you know we we can question how smart Arthur Smith was to go for it not only the one time but the second time after they got the penalty. But he and John blew that up. And there was one other time that maybe Kalik. Uh, maybe was a little bit out of – it looked to me, again, looked to me like he was maybe out of position, but he closed the gap real quickly, and that's what he's – why do you think they've been so hesitant to use him? Because every offseason he looks like a stud, training camp, preseason, and then we don't see him much during the regular season, at least at linebacker. I think it's, it's just more of a philosophy by well, – I won't even say philosophy. They want to get more speed on the field, more guys who can, who can cover, and, and for the most part – we only typically play two linebackers right, in a right. game. You know, we even when we play, you know, five down, we'll typically may only – sometimes we only have one linebacker in the game and sometimes two. But it's just a, a deal where, you know, you want to get as much speed, as much guys on the field that can cover. Um, you know, you, you, you have more versatility, I think, to be able to mix, mix things up. Because of the way the NFL is now, there's so much of, a, of, of guys needing to play in space and being able to – you know, it's a it's a passing league, so you gotta. We we have Cam Curl, who we play as really as a weak side linebacker, mm-hmm. and the big nickel and, and those types of things. So it's it's more of a just hey, they feel like they can they can they got a uh, Cam who's big enough to um, and tough enough to play on the inside in the box, but he also gonna give you a little bit more in coverage, maybe a little bit more in speed, and also you can kind of mix things up a little bit more when you have. When you have him, just with, they talk about position flexibility mm-hmm. and uh, wanting to have three safeties on the field at, at at certain times. Well, and you also saw that. I mean, specifically about Cam, and we know how smart he is on that fourth and three because he just anticipates it perfectly again to Bijan. And whether that was from film study, whether that was just because Cam's really smart and really good, I, I don't know. But that play. Uh, where they ter- force the turnover on downs and it's not technically a takeaway, and then it keys the offense, London, where they convert a fourth down and then get a touchdown. That's the whole sequence of the game that I think turns er- – or uh, not maybe turns everything around because I think that made it 17-7, but it kind of – I don't know, kind of cemented the win for me, even though they had to do other things. that Without that sequence, they don't win that game is basically what I'm trying to get at. You know, it was a big play in the game, and, and that's that's just – Smart, smart play by by Cam. Understanding possible route combinations, understanding down and distance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fourth and three. You, you don't anticipate getting um, a, a deep, a longer route. You anticipate, hey, maybe something sh- shallow, um, things like that. And understanding, hey, where you need to make a play. And being, 
I think the the best thing he did when when he when he got into his uh, zone drop, he had vision on the quarterback. He had, you know, the, his body position was in a position where he could take away the the quick out breaking route by Bijan, or if he needed to maybe drop a little bit deep, deeper for the receiver on the on the on the intermediate route, he was in a position to do that as well. So that's that's a heads up play. Yep. By, by Cam Crow. In that no situation. doubt about it. A uh, lot of criticism for Jack Del Rio, maybe not as much after last Sunday because I go figure they won, but they still gave up 400 yards. Where are you at ultimately on this defense? I mean, we know it's a disappointing, but you know, in, in, in 20, uh, let me see, 2012, you guys, you won the division that year. And I remember the first, I don't know, nine, 10 games, the defense wasn't great. And then down the stretch, you guys were awesome. You guys basically won that division and, you know, won the takeover, uh, the takeaway battle every game. Where are you at? And, 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 and can it just turn around like it did for you that one year, not, not for you individually, but for your unit that year. And can it for this unit this year? Yeah, no, um, no, you're right. It, it actually did turn around for me too in that season. Yeah. I didn't uh, didn't start off to the season my having my best type of year, but I played a lot better down the stretch. And I think guys in general, each year, each difference, each defense is a little bit different. I know, you know, we had a top five defense a year ago, returning a bunch of the same players, majority of the same players, and you know, guys another year in the scheme. So you and a healthier Chase Young, you expect, hey, things are going to take off but his defense will just pick up right where we left off from a year ago. But there's there's a team where you got it. Everybody has to learn how to play uh, with each other. Offenses, they spend time studying you a little bit more, trying to isolate you a little bit more. Um, you know, Cody Barton being a middle linebacker, that's new, hearing his voice, him having to make the, his adjustments to the uh, to the defense. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes and him making adjustments. And, and you know, um, with St. Juice, you know, playing a little bit more in the nickel now, so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot of things that happen. So it's yeah, same players, but guys playing different roles as well. And I think, you know, you mentioned the the, the yards given up against the Falcons. Some of that, hey, offense didn't in the second half didn't do a um, mm-hmm. you know they didn't, they didn't move the ball a lot. So you're on the field a lot more. These um these teams they got great players too, so they're gonna make some plays against you. But I think defensively, just watching those guys, that was um outstanding play for them. I thought they were, um, you know, a lot more disciplined in, in terms of, I know the, the do your job thing, but guys play to their leverage. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about in coverage, but also they um, were disciplined in their gaps and run defense. That, that's why they were able to shut down one of the best run defense, run offenses in the NFL. But it was just a, um, I thought the defensive front, John Allen, he, he um, really was energetic, played, played, played some great football. Mm-hmm. So as you, as I look forward, the guys have to continue to build on that, understand who they are. They have the defensive front to be able to impose their will on guys on, on offenses week in and week out. It's just a matter of, hey, guys, understanding that, going out, preparing the right way, and then come come game day doing that and, and doing it within the uh, what the scheme is asking you to do. Not trying to be heroes, not trying to play hero ball, but the plays will come when you uh, most times when you're doing your job and everybody's doing their job. Yeah, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of fans that are frustrated. You know, they think the game has passed Ron and, and Jack by, and 
I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but I, I mean, I, I see different changes and different tweaks every week, especially as the defense was struggling. So, you know, I say, hey, man, if we got if we're going to kick them in the you know what's when they're when they're not good, we've got to give them some credit for some of the differences, some of the adjustments that they're making. And we've discussed, you know, some of them during the course of this conversation before I let you go. Uh, and I appreciate your time. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, oh. you know, I, I don't think the game has passed right. either Bob I or Zach by. And I think. Um, Defensively, you know, you're going you're putting together a game plan that you feels like gives you the best opportunity mm-hmm. to win the game. Um, you know, you go back to the Philly game and I know people were were wondering, hey, why, why are we putting Emmanuel Forbes in this spot? A lot of times, hey, we feel like this is gonna give our us the best chance to win this game. Philly, they got a great run offense, so we're gonna put more resources trying to stop their running game and and sometimes your corner is going to get the short end of the yep, stick yep. because somebody may get the short end of the stick of the stick just based on the matchup. I thought um, I think they do a, a great job of mixing up things on the back end coverage wise. There's times where, you know, as I'm prepping um, for the games and I'm looking at what what they're doing on the back end, you know, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, okay, is this is this quarters covered? Is this cover three? Is this match? Is it you know? So um, is this a and I'm having to spend a little bit of time in trying to figure it out, and, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. That's a good thing that offenses aren't able to just know exactly what they're doing right away. So I think they do a great job of mixing things up. They um, and sometimes offenses just just have your day. But I thought I thought the defense was outstanding. I thought Jack called a great game against the Falcons, and there have been some moments um, throughout this season where the defense and has really uh, kept us in games and and made plays to help us win ball. No games. doubt. No doubt. Uh, from your perch and study and watching quarterbacks your whole life as a middle linebacker, where are you at on Sam Howell right now? Because I see he's got every trait that I want with the one bugaboo being he's maybe holding on to the ball too long. Is it, it, What are you seeing from your, uh, again, expert perspective? Yeah, I really like Sam. I liked, I liked him, what he was able to do last season in the season finale against the Dallas Cowboys. I think each week you see him getting a lot better, and it may not just be in terms of the numbers, in terms of hey, throwing mm-hmm. for more yards. Is the process? Is he making quick decisions? Is he going to going making the right decisions with the football? And that may be hey, checking it down, maybe handing it off if he has an RPO, um, things like that. You want to make sure he's making the right decisions with the football. The um, I love his toughness, love his makeup, love the way he approaches the game and how he handles hand answers questions week in and week out. He understands that he can't continue to take as many sacks as he's taken. And the offensive line, you know, is going to they're, – they're, they're going to get a, a lot of the criticism, but he also understands there are times where he has to get the ball out of his hands a lot quicker. Or it may be a situation where I think Sam can, can you know, look to run a little bit more, use, those, use his legs, and maybe um, extend plays and buy time. So that's a work in progress working process because each week, you know, teams are trying to take uh, take things away from you and your strengths. But I've been happy with the way that Sam has played this year, and I know he'll continue to get better. And the sacks, they'll, they'll come down. It's just a process, part of the growing pain that, that we're going through and he is going through as a quarterback. No doubt. I totally agree with everything you just said. Not that you need uh, my stamp of approval. London Fletcher. Uh, London, also I want to publicly thank you. Uh, you're participating in our Best Buddies charity auction. Uh, very nice of you to do that. And <clears throat> excuse me, we'll have more details on how people can bid uh, on uh, that. So I appreciate you very much for doing uh, that, and I appreciate you for making some time for us. I'll see you on, uh, on Sunday up at MetLife Stadium. Looking forward to that, as always.
All right, I appreciate it, Chris. All right, there you go. That's London Fletcher, the Iron Man, played the last, what, 234 games of his career uh, with the Washington Redskins, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time Super Bowl champion. Appreciate it. Good 20-minute spot there uh, with London Fletcher. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, that. If you missed it, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the Team 980 on the Odyssey app. Back to your calls in just a little bit. You want to respond to anything uh, London Fletcher said? He thinks Jack Del Rio's doing a good job. I'm sure that's not going to be a popular take, but I don't know. I mean, I listen. Uh, should we? Should we just ignore what London Fletcher said and just say, no, we know more? Of course we shouldn't, right? Of course we shouldn't. Your reaction to that, 301-230-0980 on the Team 980. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, once again, thanks to London Fletcher, the Iron Man, of course, part of the Commander's broadcast crew. Good breakdown there. I thought what he said about Jack Del Rio, he said, I think they do a great job mixing things up on the back end. Jack called a great game, meaning in Atlanta. Uh, and he said it's difficult for him sometimes to figure out, as somebody who, you know, played the game at, you know, nearly a Hall of Fame caliber level, and somebody who was a four-time Pro Bowler, and somebody who is the quarterback of the defense for a long, 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 long time to figure out what they're doing on the back end. And that doesn't mean figuring out, like, I have no clue what they're doing. They're dumb. They're stupid. He's saying, oh, no, 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 wait a second. They're confusing. They're not predictable. They're not easy to figure out. Then it becomes a question of, as I always say, Player execution. I mean, if I had more time, you know, with London, I don't want to keep him any longer. He's nice enough to do it. Um, 
if I had more time, I, you know, like how much if 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 the coverages on the back end are difficult for a guy like London to figure out, then you would presume, right? that the coverages on the back end might be confusing for a guy like Desmond Ritter, who threw three interceptions. Now, again, the the last one to Jamin Davis, we broke that down earlier in the conversation. Again, if you missed it, Maddie will have it isolated for you. It's a great 20-minute spot. Uh, and a, uh, again, really appreciate London making some time for us. Really good insight and analysis. He's doing a great job on the broadcast. But, like, basically what he's saying is, the reason why they've given up so many yards, points, explosives, what have you, is not because their scheme is predictable, boring, dry, bland, easy to figure out, way past its due, uh, you know, whatever way you want to describe. He's basically saying the way I infer it is it's difficult to figure out, even for a guy like him who knows what he's talking about because he played at the level that he played. Now, again, he wasn't a defensive back, but he was, again, the captain if you and, and, and the quarterback of the defense for years and years and years in three different spots, St. Louis, Buffalo, and here in Washington. And a four-time Pro Bowl, and he's basically saying, look, it's more execution error than scheme error. And fans are always looking, always looking for the easiest common denominator right the easiest person to blame is the head coach the defensive coordinator the offensive coordinator god forbid we actually ever really blame the players first and that's something i still can't after all of these years get past i just can't is We all think the coaches are incompetent. I shouldn't say that. I I never think that. I can tell you when I don't like what I see and maybe some adjustments that I'd like them to make and some things that I would do. But I don't sit here and tell you that they're incompetent or that the game, as a matter of fact, I went out of my way earlier this week to say, I don't think the game is past Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, uh, by London agreed with that. I said, I think they struggle with aggressiveness and finding the right balance with young players who aren't always executing their technique and their responsibilities. We've seen it across the board. Could they do more? Sure. And they've been doing more. But you can't be you can't be Brian Flores, quite honestly, of the Vikings and blitz 80% of the time. You cannot do that and get away with it. And you shouldn't have to do that when you've invested what you've invested. All right, before we get back to the calls on the other side, uh, Sean, Telly, others, 301-230-0980, your reaction to what London said. Uh, what will this win or loss tell us about the Commanders? Satisfactory or unsatisfactory through six games? Uh, let's do a quick trending alert right here, right now on the Team 980. All right, the Commanders, again, getting set for the New York Giants. Now, as far as Daniel Jones goes, uh, Daniel Jones of the Giants was expected to be out on the practice field again today. However, he has not been, as of this morning, cleared for contact. 
Uh, and according to Brian Dable, he is still a possibility. He does still have a chance uh, to play on Sunday. Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley, who figures to be a big weapon uh, for the Giants, made his return to the lineup. He is the subject of trade rumors. He said definitively this morning to reporters at uh, the Giants complex, quote, I don't want to get traded. Meanwhile, there are some speculation or is some speculation about the future of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And Jeremy Fowler of ESPN uh, says, for now, the commanders don't necessarily want to partake in any discussion. However, one AFC executive believes that the team would at least listen to trade offers for them. Of course they should. Why wouldn't you? Cost nothing to listen. And that's what's trending. All right, officially, the Giants are listing Daniel Jones as questionable. Not a surprise. Not ruled out. Again, he has not been cleared for contact per Brian Dayball earlier today. Don't think it happened before practice or certainly none of the reporters, including the national ones like Adam Schefter, Mike Garofolo, uh, some of the local ones like Jordan Renan uh, that are on the scene uh, at Giants practice and at the Giants facility are reporting that he's been cleared for contact. So it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like as of this point, he's been cleared for contact. Now, clearly that can happen this afternoon. That could happen tomorrow. I guess it could happen Sunday morning. I would guess Tyrod Taylor is going to play in this game. I would think that's what's going to happen. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the commanders. I mean, Daniel Jones has done a lot of good work against the Commanders, Redskins, football team, by any other name over the course of his career. 5-1-1, one one, almost a 70% completion rate, averaging 6.3 per carry. You know, I, I mean, I think it was 10 touchdowns and uh, maybe it was 11 touchdowns and three interceptions or something like that. I have to double-check my numbers. Um, here it is. <clears throat> it is. Uh, nearly a 70% completion rate, 1,510 passing yards. Uh, and, and again, he's 5-1-1 one, one as a starter because he's missed a couple of games due to injury, which has been a problem for Daniel Jones and, again, is now a problem. He's been sacked 15 times in those seven games, uh, run 52 times, 324 yards, a touchdown, and a 6.23 uh, average. I think, I think it benefits... The commanders that Tyrod Taylor is going to play. But remember, Tyrod Taylor got a lot of live bullets and was right there with a better team on Sunday night. And if they get a call that they probably deserved, if not two, the Giants win that game. If, if Tyrod Taylor doesn't have a meltdown at the goal line right before the half, the Giants kick at least a field goal there. If not, get a touchdown. And they're in a position to win that game at the end. So I actually think it's probably to the disadvantage of the commanders that Tyrod Taylor's playing. Because, again, it's not his first start now. He played okay, reasonably well, with the exception of the bird brain fart at the end of the half. Now he's got some oil running through the engine. Tyrod Taylor's probably not the, the runner that Daniel Jones 
is when he's at his best and when he gets and breaks contain. But I think Tyrod Taylor can still hurt you in that regard. And I know he can still dial it up. Now, he's not a booming arm or anything like that. But you don't need to be to throw the screen, to throw option, uh, sit-down routes, to throw arrow routes, to throw a wheel route. Remember, again, we just talked with London Fletcher how good Jamin Davis was, but Jamin Davis got beat on a wheel route by Bijan Robinson. And a nondescript receiver with speed in Van Jefferson torched Benjamin St. Juice and Percy Butler. Torched them. If the throw is just a hair better, the Atlanta Falcons score a touchdown. So, again, I, I actually think it's to the advantage of the commanders if Daniel Jones plays, which sounds weird, and I'm sure I'd be the only one to say that, but I think I'm right. I always think I'm right. Let's get to our buddy Sean in Connecticut here. He's been waiting on hold for a while, uh, as I simply will not shut up. What's up, Sean? How are you, pal? I'm good, Chris. Thanks. Yeah, um, so I just was thinking about what to talk about today, and one of the songs that Matt played earlier kind of got me thinking. Um, and so I was just thinking about how nice it would be if the com- if the commanders won by 20. And, you know, I, I started thinking that song, you know, like, sweet dreams are made of this, and who am I to disagree? Um I, I may not have traveled the world and the seven seas. And, you know, Chris, everybody's looking for something. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I completely messed up, like, the, the, uh, the, like the, the rhythm of the song, but yeah. I'm almost done, I promise. No, 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 um, it's good. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Like I said, everybody's looking for something. Some of them want to start horrible linebackers on defense, <laughs> and some of them traded valuable draft picks for Carson Wentz. And it did rhyme in my head a little bit, but now saying it out loud, it wasn't as good. So I apologize. It's okay. I like the creativity. Yeah, I'm trying here. I'm trying. Um, uh, Like I said, I've been saying it all week. I'm going to be there. And if I have to watch another Ron Rivera masterclass play down to a horrible team and lose to the New York Giants once again – uh, it's going to be a long ride home and a long probably week or two because I, I can – I can after the Bears, that's like – this is Washington football. We're going to have one horribly disappointing game every single season. So I can I, – if it's just the Bears, I'm fine. But if they do it again in a, in a prime opportunity to get to four and three, above 500 – which doesn't happen often here. If they do it again, then I like, and I, I can't remember who it was, but a fan earlier mentioned um, how it's going to, or a caller mentioned how it's going to impact the fans. I think that if they lose this game, there's still going to be people there, but it's, it's going to, it's going to look a lot more like it did last year, right? especially in two weeks. When Philly comes to town, well, I st- I still we- think, and it was Robert in Annapolis that mentioned. I I still think yeah. it's going to be about a split even crowd next Sunday, win or lose this yeah. game, and and people are going to think if they win this game, meaning the Commanders, that it's going to be like seventy five twenty five. I don't buy that. That being said, 
That being said, just win the game this week. And at the very minimum, you get me to four and four through eight and theoretically halfway through the season. And I feel better about things. I would feel better for whatever reason. I would feel better about four and four, win this game, lose next week. Say, you know, you go toe to toe with the Eagles again. You lose, you know, a tight one, three points, whatever. If you lose this game and you're three and four, even if you beat the Eagles next week, I'm still like, like, uh, what what do I think of this team? But if you win this game and you take care of business and beat a team that you, again, should beat, should beat, I think I can live with a a tight competitive loss next week and being 4-4 and better than I'm sitting mentally and emotionally at 3-3, and if that makes sense, even though you'd be 4-4. and You know, there's just something about losing games that you should not lose. And again, losing them badly, as you mentioned, the Bears, I can't handle that again. But I could handle, not that I would be happy, but I could handle, I could understand a 20 to 17 type of loss because, again, the Giants, I think, are better than their record. Yeah, I I think they are better than their record as well. Like, obviously, they. I wasn't really sure what to be rooting for last week um, just because I didn't want them to be winning, fired up, and whatever. But I just think that on paper and in, like, just in general, the commanders are the better team right now. Maybe if the Giants were at full strength, like, you could, that would be a more of an argument. I'm too biased to comment on that right now because I'm going to say commanders are better. But I, I just think that this is a game for the for the fan base the like for the rest of the season and for just me and I think for a lot of people it's just like we need I don't care what happens if someone like I I really I I don't care how it happens I don't care if 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 I don't even know if they're gonna dress Drake from Jake from but heaven forbid the QB1 and QB2 get her if Jake from I don't care just win the game there's no excuses I don't want to if it comes out to the ref or anything like that, I'm going to lose my mind. Just don't – just win the game. I, I'm sorry. Thanks, Chris. I got you. Thank you, Sean, as always. Safe travels uh, down there. Uh, hopefully uh, be able to meet up with uh, Sean and anybody else that's coming – if I get there early enough. <laughs> hopefully. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm having a problem with my throat today. I get, I keep getting like this dry cough. I, I don't do know if it's get, allergies. Do you get allergies in the fall? Sure, I get allergies. Oh, I get allergies. I mean, I sneeze like six times this morning. So it's it's got to be to that point where the leaves are starting to change. We're yeah. starting to get those fall allergies. It's got to be. So, I mean, but I've been off and on cough wise, but not this bad. Um, you know, for a while. So uh, I don't know. Uh, let's get to um, let's get to Telly right here before the break. What up, Tell? How are you? Hell to the Redskins. Chris Hustle, what's poppin'? Hell to the telly. Oh, day, man. Um, I, I, I want. Let me just start on before, before I go into uh, London's. But the, the Colin thing about about Sam Howe being young, woo woo woo. He got to go through his growing pains. We hear that from the coaches or whatever. But we got a rookie. We got a rookie that just got benched, right? And he's been balling. He had one bad game. But for the most part, the whole, the whole secondary had a bad game as well. But he got missed. But should he get the same 
Same treatment, bro. Oh, he's a rookie. So he got to feel his way through. Even the great Doug Green had bad games and, 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 went, and, and went for the ball and got beat or whatever, what have you. But my thing is, man, I, I, just, I just can't stand the calling aspect if we keep giving this guy excuses. Now, I'm all for, yeah, letting him play out. I'm all for that. But I'm also for the coaches making it better for him to play it out. And going, going back to uh, London, you know, hey, man, he, he can have his opinion. If you if if you interview 10 linebackers, yeah, more, more than likely, all 10 of them going to have different opinions. So everything he say don't resonate on me because I don't think that uh, Jack is doing a great job. If he was, I mean, how long has he been here? And we've been getting the same results. You're getting the same results, man, with different players, and you keep on bringing it. Well, yeah, but let me jump in here, Telly. You're not getting the same results. Uh Let me me jump in. You're not getting the same results. I mean, like, the defense has been poor at the beginning of of each season. I think that's pretty obvious. But last year, they were number one on third down defense. They were essentially a top ten overall defense. So they're not getting the same results. It's not like they're 25th every year or whatever and have made no improvements. What they haven't done is sustain success. Just like they don't handle prosperity well, they haven't sustained success from year to year on the defense. Sustained success is not getting the results that you want, man. I don't care about the number games, man. I'm 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 looking on the field. What they doing? Are they dominant as they should be? No, they should be. They should be dominant, reckless out there. Bottom line, man, I don't care about no numbers and the stats. At the end of the day, the number one stat is the the, the wins of the L's. We 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 this is what we talk about right now. I think uh, Sam might be leading right now in passing out. What does that mean to me? I don't care about that. I don't care nothing about that. McCutton throwing. I don't care about none none of them stats, man. W's and L's, and I and I want to see growth in every game. And with that growth, I want to see dominance. Bottom line, go to the Redskins, baby. You be easy. All right, thank you, Telly. Appreciate it. I mean, I understand the bottom line: wins and losses. I get it totally. But there has to be some context. There has to be some nuance. And regardless of what London said, I mean, the bottom line is, is the results have not been good enough. Anyone will tell you that. But what London is saying is the game has not passed Juan and Jack by. What London is saying is they are not easy and predictable. It's almost operate. I mean, he didn't say it, but if you infer what he said, it's almost like operator error. And clearly the coaching staff feels that way. Now, of course, you'd say well, yeah, of course they feel that they're right and Emmanuel Forbes and maybe Derek Forrest and maybe some others are wrong. Of course. But, I mean, that's, you know, it's like the chicken or the egg thing. I mean, that's the game, right? They are the coaches. They get to make those decisions. And I presume if a player is struggling, like Derek Forrest was struggling before he got hurt and they left him in, they didn't bench him. So, you know, I guess they figured, again, he's got to play his way out of it. But sometimes you can't. Let somebody continue to play themselves out of it. All right, 301 230 more of your calls. I see Eddie in Centerville. Uh, and you, 
on the Ace Law listener lines. Coming up as we approach 3 o'clock, 10 minutes away from the top of the hour, right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Oh, yeah. The commander's heading to New York. Well, not exactly New York. In the shadows of the Big Apple, baby. MetLife Stadium East, Rutherford, New Jersey, in the Meadowlands. Be making the pilgrimage up on Sunday. Let's see how the boys do. Um, Just chatting with Doc Walker. Who's coming up, uh, not after me on overtime uh, uh, on 980, but tonight from 6.30 to 10 on overtime on the fan. Got to listen to the DOC while I'm bumping around. Supposed to be some pretty heavy rain out there either right now. It doesn't look like it's raining outside of the studio, but it's on the way. It is pretty dark out there, so be careful. Uh, Let's get to our buddy Eddie in Centerville here before the top of the hour. What's up, Ed? Hey, how's it going, man? How are you, Eddie? Good, good. Um, actually, uh, uh, what I wanted to call about was uh, that post you put on about the stats, about the past run yeah. block, winning percentage, and all that stuff. I, I just have a question, man. When did it all this start? When all these stats about when can this guy be? Because I remember when I was a kid, none of that was going on. When I was you know, 15, 14 years old. Yeah, the advanced analytics the really have cranked up in the last five years. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why. Like, well, I remember when techno- was dropping some. Because of technology. I mean, you know, we live in a different world. You know, I mean, like what? the NFL. Think about this, right? The NFL, like next gen stats, is one of the coolest things because it takes, like, for instance, last night, um, you know, watching the the Saints um, and um, uh, Jaguars game, and, and I was just telling my my pal Kendall uh, from ABC Seven that I fell asleep. I didn't see the end of the game. I've just seen some highlights, what have you. But I was watching earlier in the game, and Travis Etienne rips off a big touchdown, and instead of going, "Wow, he's really fast," we can quantify how fast he is. We can say, okay, based on the chip technology that's in all the players' uniforms and shoulder pads and whatever, that he's going 22.4 miles per hour. How cool is that compared to, I don't know, Devin A-Chain or, 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 or somebody else? I mean, that's yeah, where the technology, yeah. along with our world, has exploded. Now, do we use it probably too much sometimes? Sure, sure. The eye test still is something, and that's the battle between old and new. I feel like every stat can come up with any kind of uh, position. Any kind of position you have in football, a stat can, can back it. Any position. You know what I mean? And, th- and that, to me, it's, 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 it's not cool. Because, I, you know, anybody can say, you know, two years ago that the Lions going 1-6 and six, um, and trading Hawkinson that we're going to lose. And what they do, they end up winning eight straight games. Yeah. Right, and so it's just, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but uh, to talk about the the, the commanders, I, for the first time this year, maybe, maybe week one, I felt like this, where I wasn't too worried about the opponent. I think uh, I'm not too worried about it. I wasn't worried about it uh, versus the Falcons. I was definitely worried about it against the Bears. Um, but I, um, I'm not really too worried about the Giants. I think I'm going to be chilling all Sunday morning. Just relaxing. Uh, speaking of which, uh, do, do you do you ever follow uh, UFC? Because there's, there's a big one tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't. I, do uh, I don't. I mean, it's more of a time thing. But I also, I got to be honest with you. Even though I love professional wrestling, 
Uh, be, mm-hmm. I, I don't love the blood and the gore. <laughs> that makes sense. Right. No, I, you know? no, I, no I, I get it. I yeah. get that. I get that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it if call, I'm not man. doing anything. If I, if 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 I'm, but I, I honestly, I can't tell you that I've ever bought a pay per view or that I would watch oh, it no. over college football or, or something like that. No, I like going to Buffalo Wild Wings because they'd be showing it over there. Oh, okay. All the pay per views. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, it, no, I, call, I mean, man. listen, to each, yeah, to each his own. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a lot of people like you uh, like it, and uh, I, you know, I don't poo-poo it. It's just not for me. I appreciate you, Eddie. Thank you, 258. Team 980, back in a flash for a final hour of power on this soon-to-be, maybe already is, depending on where you live, rainy Friday in the nation's capital and beyond on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.